Shalom and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy this selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. This week's Torah portion on this Sabbath between our most sacred days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is very short. It's just one chapter in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31. Moses declares that he is growing old. I mean, he's 120. And so he tells the children of Israel they're going to have a new leader, Joshua. He tells the children of Israel that they will enter the promised land even if Moses won't live to see their future. He will be with them physically. Moses encourages the next generation and Joshua in his new tasks. I met a rabbinic student yesterday a second-year rabbinic student. She's studying at Hebrew Union College in Cincinnati. And she gave me hope, given what we're learning about kids now and the world they're living in. I'm proud of how she is teaching them. But it's hard. In fact, less than a year ago, the president of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, Dr. Gabriel Carson, described a world of kids in crisis, rates of depression and anxiety are soaring. Families feel under siege by disruptions fueled by the pandemic. And then there is the astonishing statistic regarding teen suicide. Nearly one in 10 high school students admitted that they had tried to take their own life in the previous 12 months. One in five had seriously considered it. Perhaps not in our own homes, but certainly in the homes of children in the schools our kids and our kids' kids attend. According to the U.S. Surgeon General, we are in the throes of a mental health crisis for young people ages 10 and up. And more than ever, children are at risk in hidden ways. To really understand the crisis 
Facing today's youth, one article suggests. Let's just start with this fact. Youth have superpowers that most older adults barely understand. Superpowers granted to them by social media apps on their smartphones. Snapchat gives kids the power to see where their friends are, to see who is hanging out with whom, and to know if and when they've been excluded. Instagram gives kids the power to compare their lives with those of others who post filtered, idealized portraits of themselves. TikTok allows kids to scroll endlessly through posts that cater to their current obsessions, no matter how dark or damaging those interests may be. All of these phone apps and more give children the power to communicate with others anywhere at any hour of the day, anonymously, if they'd like, and often against the wishes of adults. Social media not only allows kids to reach out, it also allows others to reach them. Bullies who were once limited to playgrounds and schoolyards can now harass vulnerable children anywhere at any time. Algorithms can dictate what kids see on social media and adults, feeding youth a daily diet of content about their deepest passions, fears, and insecurities. I haven't even mentioned the scammers and the predators who find it easy to access children via the web. Another statistic that startled me was a study on comparing the number of mood disorder diagnoses pre and post social media. When you compare mood disorders in children in 2009, before most teens were daily users of social media, if you compare that to 2019, the last year before COVID made things even worse, would you believe mood disorders among youth increased up to 150% in 10 years? Self-harm among young teen girls was up 180%. So while both boys and girls now have higher rates of anxiety and depression, apparently girls have suffered the greater impact. One good thing about social media, of course, is that it can offer young people an outlet for their emotional challenges and to talk about mental health. And this can destigmatize mental health and make it more acceptable to ask for help. But there's no way to make up for what happened in March 2020 when the recipe and the time-tested method 
for treating all of our social anxiety when we were children? What was the recipe? You go to school. Many go to camp and to sports. We were able to socialize and reduce anxiety through a school community, a camp community, an athletic team. Psychiatrists are now comparing the effects of the pandemic on America's children to that of a famine. I want to quote, you've got people who had two years of psychological malnutrition, Dr. Carlson says. Now the crops are growing again. And people think we can just resume eating. Some will just spring back, but others will take longer to recover. It's one thing to be now malnourished when you're 35. It's another thing when you're 11 years old. And how those two years are going to influence long-term development, nobody knows. The pandemic took what was already challenging already in schools and poured gasoline on it, said one high school principal. So what we need to do in this first Sabbath of the new year is to remember not to punish kids or to try to cure the problem. Our job as adults is to help them get through it. The number one thing a kid needs while dealing with trauma or toxic stress is a loving, caring, reliable adult and a loving, caring, reliable community. And that's why I love being where we are tonight. We not only have to be that, we are that in the spirit of these high holidays. This is where we help kids turn away from their phones and fears and turn toward a faith and a community that treasures each child exactly as he, she, they, they are, as loving them for the blessing each child is becoming. And whether one is a child or an adult, the importance of this Shabbat Shuva is reflected in the following conversation. A rabbi asked a member of his synagogue, if you are going east and suddenly you want to travel west, how far do you have to go? The man gave him many complex answers, but the rabbi answered simply, if you're going east and you want to go west, all you have to do is turn around. It's as simple as that. It's not as simple to turn around the effects of the past two years on our youth, but we can as a caring congregation, and we are doing just that. Shuva Adonai Ad Adonai Elohecha, Hosea reads, return again, O children of Israel, and believe 
that no matter how we may stumble or fall, no matter how challenging recent years have been, no matter how stormy it is outside, you will be all right. We will be all right. No matter what. Our kids need saving. We all need saving. Amen.